As always, I'm your host, Reese, and I'm joined by my co-host, Dylan, who is not here. <laughs> <laughs> Again, we keep missing each other, Reese. I want to um, say that's like yeah, four of the last five, or three of the last four, where we haven't been in the same place. Yeah, a bit going on for the stat stuff as crew, but um, yeah, we keep pumping out you know, shows, so good for us. <laughs> yeah, hopefully come the playoffs, uh, we should be together for most of it, uh, at least a decent part of it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, we are here today with our season recap. So we're going to be going through all of our predictions from the start of the season, including our award picks, recapping what's happened with all the teams, like very briefly recapping what's happened with every single team this season, award picks, standings from the start of the season, updated award picks, all NBA, and I'll be doing my top 10 favorite stats from this season in stat stuffers fashion. So let's just jump into that one with... Let's get to our predictions. So, uh, the way we sorted this at the start of the season was standings based on last year. So, we're going to start at the West here. Um, so, what we're going to do first is we're going to kind of recap each team. So, a team in one sentence, and then we'll go through our predictions from the start of the season. So, the first team here is the Lakers. And I think the best sentence to kind of recap their season was... They kind of look vulnerable in that. I mean, you probably, saw, I mean, you obviously saw it, Dylan, but like when they get injured, when LeBron and AD get injured, the Lakers aren't very good. Yeah, they manage to stay afloat, but there's still a chance that they end up in the plane. We won't find out until after this episode comes out. Uh, yeah, they they've looked vulnerable this season, which was very surprising for a LeBron AD team. Yeah, definitely, but um. Yeah, I think you said it. Most of that comes down to injuries, um, which, you know, the thing is, you know, if these were injuries that kept them out for a month or two that, you know, was sort of done and dusted once they come back, this wouldn't be an issue. But um, going into the playoffs, both of these injuries are still sort of on the minds of, you know, Lakers players, I think. Um, you know, LeBron sort of already re-aggravated that injury that kept him out for 20 games. Um you know, there's a chance that he could do it in the playoffs and miss a couple of games. And, you know, AD's mysterious calf injury that, I don't know about you, I I thought it was more Achilles-related the entire time. Uh, yeah, it's, you know, these are things that could pop back up. But, um, yeah, they definitely look vulnerable without their stars, which, you know, makes sense regarding the rest of the players on that team. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's it's something to keep an eye on going into the playoffs for sure. Yeah, I mean, obviously, it's very difficult to bet against LeBron, especially since he did come back and they just killed the Pacers today, uh, which they really need to do if they want any chance of uh, staying out of the plane, which, like I said, we'll find out after this episode comes out. Uh, yeah, he, you know, if he's healthy, you bet on the King, but there, there's definitely the chance that he isn't. Yeah, definitely. So, um, yeah, I think that's my exact trade of thought is that you know if they're all healthy and ready to go i think it's almost a lock the lakers made it make it out west but you know that isn't a certainty so far this season yeah all right and let's get to our predictions for the lakers uh from the start of the season so uh i actually am pretty happy with this one because i got it right um i said lebron will not be top 15 in points per game this season he, technically, according to basketball reference, he hasn't actually played enough games to qualify but even if he had he would be 16th so i got that one 
that's a that's a good pick. I thought this was kind of ludicrous, uh, actually, if I remember correctly, in our season preview. Um, I don't know. I think LeBron's always a lock for something like that. But you know, as we've seen all years, a lot of scoring going on uh, this season, and uh, LeBron just did keep up to be top fifteen, I guess. But um, yeah, yeah. I mean, he was seventh or eighth, I think, at the at our halfway recap. Um, so I was like, oh yeah, this one's definitely not going to be true. But yeah, he his scoring fell off a little bit. I mean, and my train of thought was with that was more this will become Anthony Davis's team this season, which I think it would have had AD not had all his injuries as well. So next season, I think this is definitely something I will also bet on again. Yeah, for sure. Um, especially as LeBron gets older and AD hopefully stays prime AD. Yeah. Uh, yeah, my prediction was that um, Kuzmi gets dealt at the deadline, but um, I don't know. I feel like weirdly, this is one of my more inaccurate ones uh, predictions for this season. I, it never felt like Kuzma was on the move at all. Uh, not apparently, not. Taylor Horton Tucker was the guy that, if anyone was going to get moved, but apparently was also too good to be shipped off. So, um, yeah, we didn't see Kuzma get moved and no sort of real rumblings at all. No, I mean, he even had the extension, everything. Um, mm, true, uh, I forgot about that. Was that in the off-season, or was that around the deadline? It was off-season. Uh, yeah, I thought it was... Was it off-season? I thought it was like a couple of weeks into the season. It might have been but you might be right, I can't remember that far back. In, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, neither can I. But yeah, no, um, yeah, he got the extension. And he's just like a good player for them. I mean, I don't think... Like, you, you said to me a couple of weeks ago that this team doesn't really have a third option. Um, and if it does, you said it would be KCP. I do think it's Kuzma, but yeah, I mean, he's still a relatively valuable piece for them. So seeing him get traded would have been crazy, but yeah, it, it also definitely didn't surprise me that he didn't get traded. Yeah, for sure. Um, I, I guess we should pay some respects to Dennis Schroeder too, who I guess is the third option on the team. Oh yeah, completely forgot, hey. Yeah, <laughs> apparently I did too. <laughs> All right, uh, now the Clippers is our next team here, and I think you and I have the same sentiment on this one. Do it in the playoffs. I don't care anymore. I, yep. I just legitimately do not care what you do in the regular season. Do it in the playoffs. That is they, 100% accurate. Yeah. They should have done it last <laughs> season. They should do it this season, and I have nothing else to say on that. Yeah, they have no excuses, really. Um, it's time to put up or potentially lose the best player on your team, so... It's it's do or die for the Clippers this postseason. Yeah. All right. How about your prediction? Uh, my prediction was that Lou Will was going to fall off, and in a way, he fell off for the Clippers at least. I, I, I feel like he's one. been semi. I feel like he's been semi decent for the Hawks since he's been traded. But um, yeah, for the Clippers, he wasn't. You know, lighting the world on fire. It's definitely. It sort of seems like Lou Will was coming down from his previous, you know, six men of the year campaigns with the Clippers, but um. I didn't. I didn't quite give myself this one just because you know he's still been good with the Hawks, but um, for the Clippers at least he fell off a bit. For this season, he's down seven points per game from last season. That is falling off. Okay, okay, I'll take that. If Ramirez going to give it to me, no way you don't get that one. He yeah, he fell off. <laughs> Remember, he was I'll be honest, about retiring I instead of playing with the Hawks. Oh, when, that is actually true. I forgot about that. When a guy considers retirement, he's probably not that great anymore. <laughs> nah, nah, he's got it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my prediction, this is actually probably my least accurate one. Um, I thought Paul George would shoot 40% of quarter threes. It was just kind of like a ha-ha funny 
uh, his quarter three-point shooting will be down because he shot 56.5% on quarter threes last season. He's pretty much the exact same this season, still in the high 50s, which is crazy. Um, I still don't believe in him, Nuts, but yeah. um, you know, <laughs> a little bit of credit. A little bit. A little bit. Do it in the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, do the playoffs. <laughs> All right. Uh, next team here is the Nuggets. Uh, I would describe their season as slow and hurt. You know, a lot of yeah. injuries, a lot of big injuries um, to just pretty much everyone but Jokic and MBJ throughout the season. In fact, I think almost every rotational guy missed some time. Um, and yeah, it was just a slow start and it just felt kind of slow and sluggish for a lot of the season. Just like there was two weeks where it was fast and that was after the Aaron Gordon trade where the Nuggets looked like one of the best teams you could ever see uh, with Jamal Murray and then he got injured and then it was just, that's where the hurt kind of came in and they've just been hurting ever since then. They they lost Monte Morris, they lost Paul Martin, they lost PJ Dozier. Monte Morris is back, which has been great, but yeah, uh, Will Barton and PJ Dozier might not be back for a little while yet. And then Jamal Murray's obviously not back until towards the end of next season. So, yeah, uh, not very good. Yeah, tough to see. But, you know, at least that Gordon trade sprung them to life, I feel like. Uh, obviously, they went on that 8-0 run or something like that, but they get to 9. Um, Seven straight, I think it was. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then, yeah, obviously the big... Murray injury, which was devastating for just the league, I feel like, especially with that team on a roll. And uh, what he did in the playoffs last year, sort of elevating him. Um, but I don't know. The Nuggets have stuck around. They're in contention for the third seed, um, depending how tomorrow shakes out. So, yeah, I mean, slow and hurt is fair. But it, all in all, I feel like in terms of where they are in competing for a championship, I feel like it's still pretty good for the Nuggets. Yeah. Um, all right, and in terms of predictions, uh, again, I got this one right, and I got this one significantly right. Um, Jokic will have more dunks this season than Paul Millsap. I believe the number I put on Jokic's dunks was like 16 or 17 at the start of the season. He's 45, and Paul Millsap has 13. So, definitely right on that one. <laughs> Mans was throwing it down. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's kind of nuts, actually, <laughs> how how many he ended up putting up this season. Uh Looking a bit more athletic out there. Mm. Uh, yeah, my prediction was that um, Murray would submit himself as the first scoring option. And um, even when, you know, he was out there playing, uh, that definitely did not happen. Jokic is putting up like 27 or 26 or something like that this season. Yeah. That, yeah, uh, yeah uh, Jokic was definitely the taking the brunt of the scoring. Although Murray did get over 20 points per game this season. So that's something to relish in. Yeah, but... I don't think he'll ever cement himself as the first scoring option because that's Mike's job now. Mike has definitely stolen that from him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you're going to need a different prediction uh, for next year or the year after, depending on when he comes back. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> All right. Next up is the Rockets. And it's weird seeing the Rockets in fourth. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> Talking their about them this early for sure. Yeah. This season in one sentence, it's just the streak. You know, 20... Was it exactly 20 or was it 22? I, think, I actually can't remember. I think it was 20, wasn't it? I think it might have been like exactly 20. Straight yeah. losses. No. Tough. <laughs> that, that was uh, the end of their season. Um, it still took them a while to get down to 15th because the Timberwolves just would not let them have it. But yeah. Um, 
the strike. <laughs> <laughs> the streak, that's all that could be said. And and the I guess the Harden fiasco to start the season. A little footnote. Well, I guess not even a footnote. That that caused the streak, I feel like. So <laughs> probably the main point, but yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh how about your prediction? Uh my prediction was that Boogie is back and I was right, but just for the Clippers. <laughs> Uh, just for the a different team, uh, you know, obviously still, you know, limited expectations when I said that. I wasn't expecting him to be an all-star or anything, but I was expecting him to be around the league. And, you know, he is, and he's doing all right for the Clippers, you know. Even for Houston, he was putting up nearly 10 points a game. So, um, yeah, I feel like Boogie's, if he's not back, he's coming back at least. I'll give you like half a point on that one. Yeah, I'll take half a point. I, w- I didn't. I didn't bold it as we're doing here to give ourselves a, a point. I didn't. I didn't give myself the point, but uh, I'm still happy to see Boogie around. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my prediction very wrong here. Uh, John Wall will be top three in assists. I don't think he's top twenty. Um, he's he's sitting in the six or five ish range where you need to be kind of like in the sevens, I think, to really sit up there. And the top three, I'm pretty sure you need to be sitting in like the eights or nines. Uh, so yeah, no, no idea. I thought I thought John Wall would be back, and it seems like he won't be. <laughs> yeah, uh, not this season at least. Uh, hopefully, he can sort of get back next season, but I'm a bit wary of that. But yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, next team here is the Thunder, and I think their season in one sentence is tanking can be fun because they were it was actually, kind like, of lots of fun. <laughs> yeah, they were legitimately very enjoyable to watch, and it was just fun seeing them lose, but also win. Because, I mean, as your prediction was, and your prediction's definitely true here, so we can get to that in a second. Yeah, they're competitive in pretty much every game, but they're still tanking, which is the best kind of tanking. <laughs> it's literally the perfect tank job. Um, yeah, my prediction was that this team will be low-key competitive, but still finish like 14th or 15th in the West, and that's exactly what happened, I feel like. Um, or did they finish 13th? I think they, they might be 13th. Oh, am I taking but, uh, a point? <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, but, and, you know, this happened kind of something I forgot about. Shea Gildress missed most of the year, I feel like. A good part of um, it, for sure, yeah. Yeah, I think halfway through the year. Yeah, he only played 35 games, so about half the, bit less than yeah. half the year. Um, yeah, it's... And they still managed to be interesting to watch with sort of all the random guys that they ended up bringing in. Uh, guys like Moses Brown, who was sort of a guy that might have not made the league to ended up putting up 2020 games. Uh, so yeah, a lot of interesting things to come of the season, but yeah, worth worth watching at least. For sure. Uh, and my prediction here was Al Horford will average the most points per game of his career. I just thought he would be a more important piece of them, but no, they, they decided to just sit him because they wanted to tank. <laughs> um, fair enough. He was averaging, I think, like 12 or 13 points. He would have needed to average over 18 and a half. Uh, so that obviously did not happen. I feel like with my predictions, I mean, obviously, I went like pretty much pure stats with my predictions. They're either definitely right or super wrong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, which is, I guess, the name of the game when it comes to stats, but yeah. Yeah. All right, uh, let's get to the next team in the Jazz. And much like the Clippers, do it in the playoffs. That's it. I feel like this is a friendlier do it in the playoffs, though, it's don't you? friendlier, yeah. Like, this is this is definitely a good season. Not regardless of what happens in the playoffs, but in most outcomes, 
of what's likely to happen in the playoffs, this is a good season for the Jazz. Um, even with Mitchell missing uh, a fair bit of time here, um, and he still hasn't made it back, I don't think, um, for the regular season. Um, but yeah, I mean, they're the first seed, and they're likely to have an award winner on their team, so um, or at least if not two or three. Um, so yeah, definitely a good season, but yeah, the playoffs are where they need to prove it. Yeah, I mean, I I think this season is just fine unless they somehow lose to the eight seed. If the eight seed's the Lakers and they give them a competitive series, it's fine. If the eight seed is the Warriors or the Grizzlies, uh, let's be real here: the Grizzlies, no chance. The Warriors, I don't know. Part of me thinks maybe, maybe, maybe they could upset them, and that would be I'm, very bad. <laughs> Steph would have to score literally every point for the Warriors, I feel like. Which I think he could do. I mean, no, I genuinely do think no, Steph no, no. would put it up like 45 a game. No, 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 Ramiz, I don't think you understand. I mean, literally every point. And I, <laughs> I think the Jazz... Agree. I think, like, the Jazz have a good enough defense, obviously, with enough defenders to literally shut down anyone else of the Warriors except Steph Curry. Like, literally anyone else. Michael it could be Walker. Steph with... A- <laughs> it could be Steph with 84 and everyone else with zeros and that would be the final score. Like, I just think it would be a complete wash. But um, yeah, the Lakers would be a tough first round matchup for the Jazz. Yeah. <laughs> that would be depressing. Yeah. Um. So yeah, definitely a nicer duo in the playoffs. But yeah, they, they've been in the playoffs and just been mediocre for, what, three, three years now? Four years? It'd be around Three that. or four years, pretty much. Yeah, it like at this point you have to do something. Like we're getting to the point where it's not friendly anymore. Like I think this year is the last year of friendly doing the playoffs. Next year, if they're not doing anything in the playoffs, you're gonna blow things up. Yeah, I think so. Um, but you know, that's a year away. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> let's see what happens first. Um, and my prediction of this one: there will be no significant stat improvements or reductions across the main rotation. The reason I didn't give this one to me give this one to myself, is because Jordan Clarkson's points per game went up by two. I think that is literally, like, the biggest stat improvement or reduction. Yeah, and I guess that's significant. A whole other bucket per game. Is that significant? Um, Will you give me half a point? No, I think I'll give you the full point. Is that the only thing that changed? I mean, more or less. Is that literally... I mean, yeah, I'll give you that. It's not the only thing that changed, but, like, most people's numbers jumped around by, like, very little. No one took a huge leap up in any kind of way. Right. Yeah, no. I think you definitely owned that one, Ramiz. Um, right, yeah, my, um, my, <laughs> my prediction was that um, favors would be more valuable than Gobert in the playoffs. And, you know, obviously we haven't got to the playoffs yet, but I feel like that's extremely unlikely. So I I'm just not going to... Do you that. think that's unlikely? Then again, it depends. It really does depend who they match up against. Like, Rudy Gobert is obviously a great defender, but there's certain guys that he struggles with a lot. And Derek Favors might be the kind of guy to take on some of those guys. But we shall see, I guess. So, TBD on that one. Even TBD. though we probably won't revisit this. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, uh, next no. team here is the Mavs. And I think their season in a sentence is, it just took a while to click. Um, it luckily kind of has clicked over the last couple of weeks, more or less. They've managed to secure a playoff spot. They're not fighting uh, against the play. And the worst they could finish now is sixth. That's more than you could say halfway through the season. 
yeah, it looks pretty shaky um, halfway through the season, but yeah, they've absolutely taken off and yeah, secured a playoff spot and likely the fifth seed. Uh, if what I could detangle from your message you sent me earlier today about <laughs> the fifth through seventh seeding, uh, if I got that correct, um, they get. Okay, yeah, I, I will break this down. They get the fifth seed if it's a three-way tie between the Mavs, Blazers, and Lakers. If it's a two-way tie between the Mavs and Blazers, the Blazers are the fifth seed and the Mavs are the sixth seed. Okay, right. But um, even still, an impressive second half of the season, pretty much. Um, yeah, it took a while to click, but definitely picked it up. Yeah. All right, and how about your prediction? Uh, well, I had Dodgers for MVP. Um, and even though he's in a few people's top fives, I don't even really know if he's in mine. So, uh, yeah, definitely didn't get this one right. No, no. Um, mine is Luca will average fewer points, but also triple-double. He's averaging fewer points. <laughs> There's half of it. There's what about the it. other half? Taking half a point of that, <laughs> but, you know, um, not a triple-double. In fact, I think his rebounds and his assists are both down. But, you know, still fewer points. That's interesting. <laughs> like, very slightly. Very, very slightly, I'm pretty sure. That is true. Oh, one and a half rebounds down. That's something. Mm, interesting. Mm. Okay, anyway. <laughs> next team here is <laughs> the Blazers. Their season in a sentence? Just same old, really. They're just it's the, the Blazers. Blazers. They're yep. going to... Maybe win 42 games. Depends on whether the Nuggets want to take their final game, which they probably do. Um, so that guy might keep his house. They're going to lose <laughs> <Let's> hope. <laughs> either the first or second round of the playoffs. Very likely the first round. And that's it. That's their season. That's that's the Blazers. <laughs> I mean, not much more to say, really. Um, they've had ups I mean, and downs, as yeah. the Blazers always do. Dame's had hot streaks, as he always does. Um, they've battled injuries like they always do. Yeah. <laughs> I did think this would be like... a little bit different because CJ did seem to take a bit of a step up, but even still. Yeah, we like those off-season signings, with those wings and stuff. Uh, mm. That seemed more or less inconsequential. <laughs> I still um, hate the Gary Tra- Jr. trade, but, you know, whatever. Right. <laughs> um, the real One of the real bright spots has been watching Melo hit some accolades um yeah uh well, uh, just a quick recap on that too um i don't think he's going to get hit ninth this season i think he has to score 50 <laughs> in the season finale to get sole possession of ninth so that's probably not going to happen here's the thing though right i think the blazers also want to lose their final game or <laughs> or something like that i think there's, there's a weird scenario where if they lose and the Lakers also lose, uh, the Blazers don't have to match up against the Clippers. So I think they want to lose. Maybe. <laughs> so uh, give Melo the ball and just let him chuck. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. A Melo 50-piece might still be a dub, especially if the Nuggets <laughs> don't want to win. They, I don't think they do, but we shall see. Um, we shall see. You, I hope they yeah. feed him the ball. <laughs> Those who are listening probably already know, unless you're our friend Isaac, who listens uh, at 7 in the morning. Shout out, Isaac. <laughs> Shout out, Isaac. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, my prediction was Demi Lillard will shoot 50-40-90, including 45% on shots 30 feet and further. He's not 50, he's not 40, and I think he is shooting 90, 
if I'm not mistaken, but and then he's also not shooting 45% on shots from 30 feet and further. He's shooting about 35%, which is good, but it's not what I predicted. So, whoops. Yeah, whoops. <laughs> yeah, mine in a similar vein was I thought we'd see Dame's magnum opus, and I've put, uh, I hope it's not, because, um, you know, while still a good Dame season, um, I hope this is a his best season to date. <laughs> uh, I'll just say that much at least. No, it can't be. Okay, I mean, we won't get into that because it's hard to debate what was Dame's best season, but I doubt this one would be up there. Yeah. I mean, I think it was last year, but yeah. <laughs> Probably. All right, uh, next team here is the Grizzlies. They could have just done more. Like, I mean, obviously, Jarborate had a bit of a slow start and he had injuries and all that sort of stuff, but... I feel like they should have just been a team that was better. And, like, obviously, they're still battling for potentially the eighth seed again. Um, that's a game that will be decided tomorrow against the Warriors. Uh, whoever wins that game gets the eighth seed. But, I don't know. A lot of people, I think, predicted them to be kind of in the 6-7 kind of range. And now they're just barely in the eighth. And it barely feels... it. Like, it doesn't feel like they that they're going to be in the playoffs. It just... It's almost a foregone conclusion to me that they're going to lose in the play-in. Yeah, I mean, especially with the Lakers there. Um, the Lakers are absolutely taking up one of those spots, and then, yeah, it's hard to bet against Steph this season. So, yeah, it looks like they're out. But, yeah, they just feel less... Well, just to jump straight into my prediction, they just feel less impressive than last year. Like, I don't... I don't really feel like I have to keep my eye on the Grizzlies at all. Um, yeah, it's it's been a weird sort of season. Like, they've been technically better than, than last year, I think. But... I don't know, I haven't been like, oh, I should keep my eye on the Grizzlies like I have last year. Yeah, I mean, I've just tuned in to the occasional Grizzlies game, but I'm just like, oh yeah, the Grizzlies are still like, kind of just out of the playoffs. Like, if you were to ask me, without knowing where they are, what seed they are, I would I would guess 11th or 12th. Yeah, it feels like that. Um, but my prediction, I'm actually very proud of this one. By the way, I definitely will give you that for your prediction. Uh, your prediction, for sure. Um, Thank you. But my prediction, I'm actually proud of this one. Jonas Valanciunas, top three in rebounds per game. He's third with 12.3 rebounds per game. I think you were very doubtful of that one. I was just like, yeah, he's going to do it. And he did. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is a genuinely impressive prediction. <laughs> I'll be honest. Uh, yeah, you're right. I didn't think this was going to happen. But yeah, he got it there with third. Um, and like, I feel like the foresight, to predict this is something only a stat stuffer could predict. So, uh, very well done, Ramiz. I don't remember what I was looking at. It might have been, like, I think I was looking at things like pace and things like that. I was just like, yeah, you could probably get up there. <laughs> and mm. it, it was a bold prediction of mine, but I'm happy with that one. That no, was very right. good, Ramiz. All right, let's get to the next team in the Suns. And I think the question on a lot of people's minds, at least going into the season, if they heard what the outcome was, would be, how the hell did that happen? How are they the second yeah. seed? It's kind of crazy. Um, I took you know, to putting them eighth instead of ninth. No. I did. Did, I did. you? Oh my goodness, that feels embarrassing. <laughs> yeah. I feel I feel ashamed of myself. Uh, <laughs> you had the Rockets yeah, in I eighth and the Suns in ninth. I convinced you to put the Suns in eighth. Oh, that hurts a little bit. Um... <laughs> That has the pride. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, that's yeah. The second seed, 
they were the first seed for a bit, and they've been just absolutely awesome all year. It's been a great season. CP3 has been the absolute difference maker. Um, Book has gone up another level, level I feel like. Um, yeah, this has been absolutely a, not random. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Unexpected. Yeah, that's the word I'm looking yeah. for. Um, completely unexpected, yeah. And I think they do still have a chance at the one seat if the Jazz lose uh, their final game, which is unlikely, but it's possible. Um, so, yeah, they, they could potentially finish in the one seat as well, which, yeah, no one, I doubt anyone was really expecting. Um, no. Now, in terms of predictions, uh, my prediction was that Devin Booker will be top five in scoring. No, he's 14th. Still good. Still definitely good, but not top five. It, top five is quite the achievement this season, especially. For sure, you're going to be getting pretty much 30 this season. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, my um, my prediction to you was uh, Aiden gets unlocked by CP3 when I actually should have put Aiden gets bullied by CP3. Because I feel like every time I tune into a Suns game, Aiden's getting yelled at by either one of CP3 and Booker, or if he's lucky, maybe both of them. Um, <laughs> But honestly, I have so much more respect that Aiden hasn't chucked a table tantrum yet. Because <laughs> I feel like more or less he's doing the right things a lot of the time. Uh, but still gets yelled at. <laughs> but um, he seems to be a good teammate so far. So shout out to Aiden. Shout out to Aiden. Uh, but yeah, I I don't think he would be unlocked. In fact, I think you've said at some points that you feel like he's in a bit of a cage. A little bit, yeah. <laughs> I feel like he's yeah. been... yeah sort of locked into the roll man position when I feel like he can do a bit more than just roll. Mm. All right, uh, let's get to the Spurs next. And their season, the Spurs just don't die. They never die. How are they 10th? We had them at 13th. Like, spoiler alert, we had them at 13th. And they're 10th. What? I mean, it's it's the Spurs. (laughs) Uh... I, I'm genuinely confused, but not surprised, I guess. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, th- yeah, it's the Spurs. It's just the Spurs. Um, how about your prediction, though? Um, I thought there was going to be a fire sale uh, in San Antonio at the trade deadline. I thought, you know, obviously, uh, based on my standings predictions, I thought they'd be lowering the standings and sort of, sort of get to the point where they move on from their veterans and start focusing on their younger guys but I mean all that really happened was um, Aldridge getting bought out Um, apart from that I feel like this team stayed more or less the same and yeah uh, definitely didn't get that one right yeah yeah Um, yeah no I was definitely expecting DeRosa to be on the move I wasn't really expecting much of the young I don't know if it's really a young core but like I wasn't really expecting many of those guys to get moved but yeah I was expecting DeRosa maybe Paddy Mills um who else is still the is Rudy Gay on the team? He is, yes. <laughs> yeah, him as well, obviously. <laughs> Since I can't even remember if he's there. Uh yeah. Um but only Aldridge there. And I guess Aldridge would have retired anyway, had even had he not been bought out. Um, yeah, I guess so. So essentially nothing really happened. <laughs> mm. Um, and my prediction was that DeJounte Murray will lead the league in steals per game. He's 10th. Uh, 1.5, which is still very good, but definitely not number one. No, but I feel like, did he miss time as well this year? 
Um, I don't know, actually. Uh, uh, no, he played 66 games. Okay. No, okay. no excuse. <laughs> I mean, it's per game stats, so what? <laughs> I just thought, like, if he'd missed some time, maybe it took him a while to get back defensively, but no, he just didn't average oh, as many steals as I thought he would have. 1.5 steals per game, 10th of the league, terrible. <laughs> yeah, scrub. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's get to the next team, which is the Kings, and they are still the Kings. They're yes, <laughs> like they're just outside of the playoffs. Um, you know when they were ninth a couple seasons ago, now they're eleventh and outside the playoffs. Are they eleventh or twelfth? That they're eleventh, right? Uh, no, yeah, I think so. yeah, it doesn't matter. Oh. <laughs> they're one of them. Um, they were pretty much tied with the Pelicans. Uh. And yeah, they just kind of did Kings things. They played okay basketball. They made some questionable decisions, and that's the Kings. Yes, <laughs> um, you know, turmoil, all sorts of stuff, all sorts of Kings-related stuff, um, and now they're tied for the second longest playoff drought in NBA history. So, mm-hmm. very cool. <laughs> yeah, cool. Uh, how about your prediction? Um, now you could sort of see whether or not you'll take this, but uh, I had that Rashad Holmes would have a breakout year. Um, and I feel like in the media, he has, but in terms of his actual stats, I think he's averaging two more points than last year, and that's literally it. Like, legitimately, all his other stats are exactly the same. Tell you what, I'm going to look at some advanced stats. Uh, half the point? I didn't check the advanced stuff, but I feel like it couldn't be too different. It's... Actually, some of them are slightly worse, but they're pretty much the same. His true shooting's a little bit down. His Winchester per 48, which is my favorite stat, is a bit down. His VORP is up very slightly. His PER is up very slightly. I'll give you half a point. (laughs) Okay, I'll take half a point. (laughs) I'll I'll give you half a point because I also agree he did kind of get a bit of a boost in the media angle. For sure. That VORP really saved you. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out VORP. <laughs> uh, my prediction, very wrong again on this one. Whiteside will average the most boards in his career. I don't know why I thought he would play. I just thought he would. And he didn't. <laughs> I I also did not know why you think he thought he would play. <laughs> I mean, it's the uh, He's actually averaging the least amount of rebounds of his career in seasons that he actually gets minutes. So, oh, very cool. <laughs> <laughs> Big ups. All right. <laughs> next, next team is the Pelicans. And I think the biggest thing for the Pelicans this season is Zion has actually lived up to the hype. Yeah. Uh, looks like the point guard for the Pelicans going forward. Yeah, uh, weirdly. Very, very interesting, but also very cool. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited to see where this efficient. goes. Just like inside, stupidly efficient. I mean, if he develops a jump shot, which is not super likely in the next couple of years, but I'll be pretty big. But yeah, I mean, he just he he just does such a good job of just getting to the rim and finishing. He's got such a nice touch around the rim that he doesn't even necessarily need a jump shot to be like an uh, like an empty yeah, kind just, of guy. He's just so huge. Um... And is so crafty and finds all the different angles. Um, yeah, it, he might not need it, but I don't know. I feel like that theory will get tested whenever he makes it to the playoffs for the first time. Mm. 
All right. Uh, my prediction here is half right. He will lead his team in scoring and rebounds. He led his team in scoring, not rebounds. That was Steven Adams. Uh, so half a point for me there uh, with the scoring. Uh, yeah, he yeah, mine was similar uh, in scoring at least. I said he'd be a top five scorer of the season. He ended up ninth, which is still very impressive. That um, I think he finished. Yeah, I think he finished the season averaging twenty seven a game or something. Uh, yeah, yeah twenty seven exactly. Uh, per ESPN at least. Um, yeah, twenty seven. So, yeah, um, pretty pretty good at least. Even still. Yeah. Also, shout out Josh Hart, who also averaged more rebounds per game than Zion. I just checked. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering what the pause was there. <laughs> hey, Josh Hart's kind of like a small ball four. It's kind of crazy. I kind of like Josh Hart, yeah. <laughs> this is another story. Like, Josh Hart, a really good rebounding smaller guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For sure. All right. Uh, next team here is the Tim Wolves. And their season, to me, is just a... <sighs> yeah. Yeah. It was that. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, guys. I mean, especially especially the first, you know, three quarters of the season. Yeah. Uh, I feel like there's been some bright spots later on. Obviously, uh, and obviously Andy Edwards has been very good yeah. for them. But, uh, it, like, <laughs> we were talking about how it was just mind-boggling that they remained the bottom seed for so long when the Rockets were actively trying to lose when the Rockets lost 20 straight games and were still better than the Timberwolves. But, like, they've had their bright spots. They actually have a winning record with Colin T. Towns and D'Angelo Russell both on the floor, which I've mentioned a few times. You know, going forward, maybe it won't be a disappointed side, but it's the Timberwolves, so who really knows? Yeah, this team still feels very volatile. Uh, like, it could change over a single offseason dramatically. Um yeah, and yes, yeah, of this season, uh, obviously, yeah, we were both dumbfounded when the Rockets still weren't fifteenth uh, after that twenty-game skid. Um, but hey, at least I got my prediction right. They're missing the playoffs again. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you got that one. I mean, I, I in fairness, I would have also picked that. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, now my prediction. I I said it at the halfway point. It's just mean, and I should have made this prediction. Uh, Beasley. Malik Beasley will get arrested. He did get sentenced, and I think he is going to be serving jail time after the season a little bit. I think we talk about that. Um, I just hope that he gets something positive out of it. So I won't take any kind of points on that one. Uh, just hope hope things get a bit better there. Uh, yeah, for sure. All right. Uh, next team here. So our final team of the West is the Warriors. Or should I say, it's just Steph. It's just Steph. It's... <laughs> It's just Steph. It's amazing. A, a one-man basketball team. I never thought I'd see it, but mm. it's here. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what else is there to say? I mean, look, I like I like Michael Mulder. I like some of the other young guys there as well, but it's just Steph, really. Like, Kelly Oubre obviously started off the season. Her, actually, both Oubre and Wiggins started off the season horrendously. Uh, Wiggins picked it up a bit. Kelly Oubre, not much of a scorer still, but... Uh, at least kind of there defensively. Draymond Green obviously has been very savvy and had some interesting stat lines. Uh, but yeah, mm. it's just been Steph. 
Yeah, I mean, I liked Michael Mulder so much, I didn't even know who he was when he made <laughs> the Rising Stars team. So uh, that's how much I knew about the Warriors outside of Steph. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, my prediction here was Curry will make 5-3 per game. He wasn't at the halfway point. He is now 5.3. Uh, which would actually, if in an 82-game season, if you played all 82 games, it would actually put him on pace for his most threes ever uh, in a season. So he's actually I hurt mean, by the shortened season. Yeah, that would make sense. Uh, is there a chance this falls off into tomorrow's game at all? T- to go from like, does the math work? Like if he hits low five? Man, like, if he hits zero threes tomorrow, will that bring him down enough? Surely not. Dylan, do you know how averages work? <laughs> Not that much, no. <laughs> all right, all right. So 300 divided by 60 versus 300 divided by 61. Do you think that's going to drop by a lot? It's only 0.3. <laughs> no. All right, no, so he's a lock for that. that but, drop. <laughs> but what if he hits negative threes tomorrow? <laughs> maybe. Maybe uh, that. Yeah. Yeah, no. Uh, five is ridiculous. Surely that's the most in the season, right? For a season, uh, probably. It makes probably, a lot I mean, of sense. I, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, that just typifies Curry's season. Uh, yeah, my prediction was that Wiseman would look like the number one pick. Uh, and in some circles, this was kind of the opposite. Some people thought he was a bust. I think a lot of actual NBA people think he's still going to be very good, uh, but he definitely did not look like, like the number one pick. No, no. I mean, he obviously looked very good uh, in terms of just, like, being a good lottery kind of guy, but a lot of guys from this draft, I feel like, have been as good as or potentially a little bit better than Wiseman. Maybe that won't be the case going forward, but, yeah. A little bit disappointing, I guess. Oh, for sure. Um, yeah, definitely some some moments in there that didn't look very good. Obviously, some upsides in, you know, first year. Um, but, yeah, didn't look like the number one pick at all. Okay, so Dylan, I just did a bit of a calculation. If he played another six games and he didn't hit a single three, then he would drop below five. Oh, sorry. Oh, five okay. Games. Okay, so is that secure? All right, then. Very cool. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, now, next team here is the Bucks. Uh, so this season has just been kind of about depth, but not in the booted holes kind of way in that we're going to give literally every guy on the planet minutes. Like, these guys have actually just been kind of good. A lot of the guys for the Bucks have just been good. Like, they've got way better shooting than they normally do. Their defense has dropped off a little bit, which is weird, considering they've added Drew Holiday. Like, I mean, in comparison and, to the past couple of years. And PJ Tucker. And PJ Tucker. But yeah, no, they've got just more scorers, which is kind of, I think, what they've been lacking the last couple of years. Yeah, it's definitely going to make them a more formidable uh, matchup come playoffs. Yeah. It's kind of what they needed, for sure. Yeah. All right, how about your prediction? Um, I said Drew Holiday was going to make All-Star, and I said that assuming that Middleton was going to make All-Star. So, uh, rip those guys. Um, Yeah, did not hit on this one. No. Um, And my prediction was Giannis will average 35 and 15, but his assist will go down. Didn't average 35, didn't average 15, and his assist went up. <laughs> very cool. <laughs> very cool. Very wrong. Very, very good stats. <laughs> yeah. All 
All right. Uh, next team here is the Raptors. And this season, I think, for them was a turning point. It's a turning point towards tanking, really. Like, Carl Lowry is almost certainly not going to be on the team next season. Um, you know, I think, I mean, going into the season, you and I both expected them to be in the playoffs, as I imagine a lot of people did. But yeah, they just had a pretty bad season. And not really because of, like, injuries or anything. They just didn't play well. I mean, and a lot of that is Tampa in the fact that they get yeah. in their own home arena. Um, I feel like they probably would have been a bit more competitive had they been in Toronto. But yeah, this is definitely a turning point for them, I think, towards embracing their younger core um, in terms of guys like Siakam, Fred VanVleet, and uh, OG. Even though Siakam and Fred VanVleet aren't super young anymore, they're kind of hitting that, like, mm. oh, we're in our prime sort of thing. But you know, it's, it's the end of the... The Raptors era, I guess, of being mediocre, of being good but running into LeBron, and then obviously the one title. Yeah, uh, this might be. I don't know if we'll see a full rebuild out of the Raptors next season, but it's definitely they're not a lock for the playoff either. Um, obviously, this first year uh, missing the playoffs in how many seasons was it? Eight seasons or something like that, I or six? So. Yeah, um, yeah, they just. Bit of a weird season for them, obviously, not being home the whole year. Um, I didn't know they got booed. <laughs> That's a tough look. Um, but, yeah, they had a lot of roster complications. and just uh, it, was, it wasn't a usual Raptors team, that's for sure. Um, no. In terms of my prediction, uh, I was focusing on their young guys. I thought Ananobi would average at least 15 and 7. Uh, he got the 15, uh, I think only just, but he didn't get the 7. I think it was at 5.3 or something like that. Um, so I get half a point there, but um, yeah, uh, I, I just put here, go forward and board my young king. Um, get some more boards for me. Get me some. Yeah. I need some prediction Ws going on here because it's very scarce. <laughs> Sorry, how many boards did you say he averaged? Uh, five, I think. Okay, that's still good. Um, that's decent. Now, my prediction was that Larry and Baines will combine to average about one charge per game. Not the case, but... I have a couple of interesting things I want to bring up here. Uh, Henry Ellenson and Carl Larry are averaging 0.93 charges per game. Um, so there's that. Uh, <laughs> Pretty close. And Udonis Haslam actually leading the league in charges drawn per game with one. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. I, l- <laughs> I love that rigging of stats. <laughs> yeah, I don't think Wait, he, he, qualifi- ch- he doesn't qualify. He doesn't qualify. You're telling me board? four minutes of game time the whole year doesn't qualify you? No, unfortunately not. He doesn't qualify for the official leaderboards, but also I don't think Henry Ellison does either, unfortunately. I'm not I was going to say, sure. did he play? What, 20, <laughs> um, sorry, he played two games, so no. Um, yeah. Um, also, I did not realize, geez, OG went out there and just did everything for the Heat. <laughs> was it in less than three minutes, he scored four points and took a charge. That's... That's oh, Udonis Haslam yeah. right there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but also, fun fact, Blake Griffin, second in the league in charges drawn, and he actually does qualify. <laughs> oh, interesting. Who, yeah, wait, Kemba. so who led the league? Was it Larry? Kemba, Blake, and the Larry. Oh, interesting. Kemba. And Baines was down at oh, around, around rank 20-something. 20 20-something. 20 right, okay. Uh, but yeah, they combined for only point. Six six charges per game, and I predicted one, so two thirds of the way there. 
but unfortunately not two-thirds of a point. Um, no. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so the Celtics, how are you this bad? Like, what, 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 what? How are you? A ge- how are they the a genuine, uh, genuinely head scratching? Um, I mean, I guess they missed Smart for a while. They've had some injuries. Kemba took a while to get back, but like on paper, this team should not be the seventh seed. No, especially with the Knicks and Hawks above them. Um, and with the step that Jalen Brown took. Like what? <laughs> yeah, what? <laughs> it's it's the Daniel Tice move. It really was the Daniel Tice move that did it to them. <laughs> yeah, I mean, not that they were good before that, but that no, definitely didn't help. They were worse after it though, which is actually weird. <laughs> oh really? I thought they turned it around a little bit. That's interesting. <laughs> I think they they had like their really bad slump, then they had their up, then they had their down again. I think all after Daniel Tice. Daniel Tice is their consistency. They were consistently not great, but then they just went to terrible, very good, also very bad again. Yeah. Uh, definitely a, a tough season, but hey, at least I got my prediction right. Uh, Tatum and Brown were both all-stars, so there's that. <laughs> will you give me my prediction? I said Jalen Brown will shoot 40% from three. He's averaging 39.7. Oh, yeah, I'll give it to you, Amaze. That counts. Let's go, yes. All right, so <laughs> you round up. You round 0.7 up. Exactly, definitely. <laughs> uh, all right, uh, next team here is the Pacers. So... I think their season was probably characterized by off-court issues, really. Uh, obviously, we talked about it, I think, just last week's episode or the week before. Um, all their coaching staff issues. A lot of just off-court problems. Where a team that should be good, but wasn't. Yeah, I mean, they're in the play-in at least, but are they the 10th seed or the 9th or something? Um, I think that'll also yeah. be determined based on the last day of the season. But yeah, they're in the right. play yeah, um, but like in a regularly regular year, they wouldn't be in the playoffs, right? No, no, I don't believe so. I don't believe they're at eighth currently. Yeah, so very interesting um, from the Pacers' point of view. Uh, yeah, a lot of problems before she even knew about before we even um, knew about them really that sort of plagued them the whole year. Um, yeah, very disappointing season for them. Um, but I kind of got my prediction right. So I predicted that Warren, TJ Warren, Demandis Abonis, and Victor Oladipo will all average 20. But Malcolm Brogdon, Karis LeVert, and Demandis Abonis all average 20. So will you give me that? Uh, I'll give you half a point for that. Only I'll half? give you half. <laughs> I mean, you got the three I mean, 20s. I, I couldn't predict that Oladipo wouldn't be there, though. Could you not have... All right, Are you fine, sure about I'll take that? The I'll take the <laughs> Fine. <laughs> I think we could have predicted that. I think that was definitely on the cards by the time yeah. we were doing this. All right. Fair. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and how about your prediction? Oh, uh, yeah. Um, I predicted that. Well, here you go. I predicted that Turner and Oladipo would get traded together. All right. uh, <laughs> I mean, Oladipo got dealt, obviously, but yeah. All right. Uh, now, let's get to the Heat, and obviously, I'll let you take this one. Yeah, um, for the Heat, it was just sort of a tale of, all right, when are we going to get this going? Um, and apparently, the answer was with about a month left to go. Um, 
and it's sort of not soon enough depending what happens tomorrow like if we get the sixth seed we're a little bit in trouble of losing in the first round um and like if obviously if we sort of picked it up a little bit earlier we would be in that scenario um but you know this team is definitely still built for the playoffs and has always been looking ahead to the playoffs like at no point did i panic this team was in real danger of just you know being trash um but yeah it it took a it took a long time for this heat team to get going yeah yeah i mean they they literally turned it on at exactly the right time to kind of at least get into the playoffs but yeah, I mean, as you said to me today, they definitely do not want to be, um, yeah, they don't want to be facing the Bucks in the first round and the, the Nets in the second round. Uh, I Even if, I personally think the Sixers would be a harder matchup for them than the Bucks would, but like you said, you'd rather them be in eighth than sixth. I mean, obviously, you want them to be in fifth. <laughs> um, more so than yeah. anything, but yeah. Or, or, I mean, I guess fourth, obviously, but. Is is that possible now? Can they get to fourth? Uh, no, I think I think fourth's out of the question. Right. Um, so I think the uh, yeah we're we're between fifth and sixth with tomorrow to play. Yeah. So final day of the season again to determine that one. All right. Um. Now in terms of predictions, I said Tyler Hero will make two hundred threes. He made about a hundred. So no. <laughs> Yeah, uh, didn't have a great shooting percentage uh, this this season. Took him a long time to get going. He's only really turned it on uh, the last couple games, I feel like. I mean, just like the rest uh, of the team. Yeah, pretty much. Um, yeah, my prediction was that Bear makes All-NBA. And obviously, this is inconclusive, but I think it's sort of 50-50, depending on what sort of positional corruption is dealt in the All-NBA teams. Yeah, um, I, I if, saw a tweet a few weeks back about a lot of guys being available to be voted for in positions that they do not play. And we will get to those when we make our all NBA positions. Cause we also definitely use those a little bit to our advantage, but yeah, they're yeah. It's going to rely on positions a bit. Uh, yeah, definitely for that, which yeah, we'll talk about when we get to our all NBA picks. Yeah. All right. And again, next team here, I'll let you take with the sixes. Yeah, I mean, kind of like my second favorite East team. Uh, I just loved Embiid. He was my MVP all year. But in a harsh way, it is kind of do it in the playoffs time with this group, Uh, especially with Simmons and Embiid, I feel like. Obviously, Doc, you know, we had the coaching change. That's the first step. Um, And even to uh, another extent, they sort of mortgaged a bit of their future for... Um, well, I guess they didn't actually, but they made smart moves um, to change up the roster and get good players. Um, uh, obviously, with Seth Curry and Danny Green swapping out for Al Horford. Um, and now it's sort of, all right, if it's if it's still not going to work, it's not those guys. It's the main two. So it's definitely do it in the playoffs time. Yeah. I mean... It's conference finals or bust, I would say. Like, they have to. They have to be beating whoever they match up with in the first round in five games, I would say. And in the second round, they need to be beating whoever they match up with, whether that be the Heat, the Knicks, the Hawks. Um, the Heat, you get a little bit of leeway, maybe go to six or seven games, but you should be beating the Hawks or the Knicks in probably five games as well. If they're not doing that, then this is kind of getting to the point where it's like there's something 
deeper wrong with this team if they can't, you know, pull off legitimate playoff wins against teams that they 100% should be beating, especially now that they've got the first seed. Like, they have proven they can do it in the regular season. They now need to carry that over into the playoffs. Pretty much the exact same situation as the Jazz, actually. Yeah, pretty much. Um, and yeah, being in the first seed, they've kind of got a bit of a cakewalk um, if the Heat end up in six to the conference finals. So yeah, absolutely no excuses there. All right. Uh, do you want to get to your prediction? Uh, I said both Simmons and Embiid would have career years. And um, well, we know Embiid has, but will you give me Simmons or do you feel like he's had better years? Sell, sell me on it just because pretty much all his numbers are down. But the defense is legitimately almost defensive player of the year worthy. Um, mm-hmm. Though you could and, have the exact same thing last year. But I feel like it's surely it's another level this year. And obviously, stuff might be down, but I think his contribution to the team is probably higher than ever. Um, he's sort of he's doing what needs to be done to get Tobias Harris going, Seth Curry shots, and still sort of be an important, you know guy for that team I'll take the half point though if you're not feeling it I'll give you the half point of that one like you're 100% right okay. on the beat I'm, okay. just, I'm not entirely sure on Simmons like this is stat stuff it's Ed by advanced metrics as well as his counting stats he's having a slightly worse year than last year and like I think in order to say even if he's even if he's as good as last year or slightly better I think to say a career year you need to see a bit of a jump and I don't think he took like a right. bit of a jump for this season. So definitely half a point. Okay. Not quite there. Okay, um, fair enough. Now, my prediction is Dwight Howard will lead the league in flagrant fouls. He's tied for first with CJ McCollum, weirdly. Uh, they both have four. Yeah, CJ's a weird guy to be up here, but... Um, yeah, considering he yeah, hasn't I mean, played the whole season either. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that is very true. Um, didn't even think about that, but yeah, I mean... You're on. You're on the money there. That's a, another good pick. Yeah, I mean, I was going to pick him as lead the league in Texas. <laughs> like I was regretting not picking lead the league in Texas at the halfway point, but I guess I didn't need to. He just led the league in both. <laughs> yeah, what's his second in Texas? I think. Is he? I think he's tied with Luca for first. Is he tied with Luca? Okay, I thought he was one behind. Um. So yeah, you could have had two there, but I would have given you two points for that one. <laughs> <laughs> no, definitely wasn't predicting both of those. Um, actually, no, he's first, yeah. <laughs> oh, what? He's got 17. He must have been suspended. I think he's got a suspension. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, I don't uh, remember hearing you get a 17th uh, tech, but I guess, it, I mean, Dwight Howard sitting out for one game isn't the biggest thing in the world. What was that, sorry? Uh, I guess Dwight Howard sitting out for one game isn't the biggest thing in the world. No, not with Embiid on your team. I think they'll cope, yeah. Yeah. Um, all right, uh, next team here is the Nets. They're, I mean, this is a do it in the playoffs kind of one as well, but it's also just like they're probably going to do it in the playoffs. So, <laughs> like, they honestly yeah, didn't have a great regular season just because two of their three-star guys were pretty much always injured. But, yeah, they they are probably just going to turn it on for the playoffs considering I think all three are back and healthy right now. Yeah, I think they're going to finish out the season playing their eighth game together. Um, obviously, that big three. Um, yeah, I think they're likely to do it in the playoffs. I'm genuinely not worried about them 
sort of finding shots for each other. I think it's going to flow pretty, uh, pretty naturally. But um, and, uh, we're only really talking about this because I got my prediction right, which is that they find a third star by the deadline. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and obviously, they found the biggest star on the market, which is Harden. So, yeah. pretty, yeah, pretty on the on the head with that one. Yeah, um, and obviously I made a joke pick, as I said at the halfway point, that Kyrie will post up five times a game, uh, four of them on Durant's on the bench. I didn't check it, but I have a very strong feeling he wasn't posting up <laughs> five times a game, considering it was less than one at the halfway point. Yeah, unlikely. Yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, next up is The Magic. Finally. 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 They're deciding to rebuild, and I like the direction they're going in. <laughs> yeah, not only is it finally happening, it's glorious. It's amazing. <laughs> they did such a good job. <laughs> All they go do is get rid um, of Michael Carter-Williams now, and it's perfect. It's, it will literally be a fun tank team to watch. Similar to the Thunder, I feel like. Yeah. I mean, RJ Hampton has been awesome to watch. Uh, obviously, went from the Nuggets to the Magic in that Gordon deal, but he's been awesome with the extra opportunity. Uh, Cole Anthony's hit some big shots. Uh, he's built for this shit. Uh, just the rotation of young guys, young bigs that they're sort of filtering through to get a feel for them all. Uh, it's pretty interesting to watch. Yeah, I mean, I love it. <laughs> now, will you give me, <laughs> will you give me points for my prediction, which was that the rebuild comes? I will after they miss the playoffs. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, technically, they technically haven't they... missed the playoffs yet. Um... Like, as of when well, they decided to trade everyone, they hadn't obviously been eliminated from yeah. the playoffs. But, exactly. Yeah, I mean, they weren't going to make... They probably weren't going to make the playoffs, so I will definitely give you a point for that one. Thank you, Ramiz. <laughs> um, my prediction was Michael Cardinalis will shoot 30% from three. Nope, 24 and a half. <sighs> I told you, I tried to warn you, Ramiz. <laughs> he was, he was good for, like, a game in his rookie season. <laughs> Mm, very cool. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, next team here is the Hornets. I mean, sure, I guess. They they kind of just did what we expected them to do. They were a decent basketball team because they have decent players and some young guys. They're just like a... I, I You know, I'm scared to say that they might become the Magic, but hopefully not. No, don't say that. It's far too early to call them that. I feel like this is—I don't know. I guess we have sort of different emotions about this. I feel like this is just like this is a found money season. This is just like, oh, we're good. Okay, sweet. Um, uh, like, I don't know. I did. I don't think they expect to be this sort of competitive and competent of a basketball team. Um, I don't like regardless of where I predicted them to end up. I don't think they thought they'd be this good. So, I feel like this has been a pretty decent season for the Hornets. Yeah, I mean, like, I I think they expected to just be a decent team. I expected them to be a decent team. I mean, spoiler for where I had them. I mean, not spoiler, because this is from the start of the season. I had them at 10th, um, and obviously they're sitting either in 8th, 9th, or 10th. So, they kind of just did what I expected them to do, and it's like, cool. Obviously, LaMelo was better than I expected them to be, but no one else on their team really did a lot for me. Devontae Graham didn't take the step that I hoped he would. Mm. So that's kind of why I'm, like, a little bit mad on the season. Like, LaMelo, big, everything else was just kind of, like, whatever. Yeah, um, 
Well, sort of in my prediction, I said that one of Rosier and Graham plus Bridges would get moved. Uh, I feel like Bridges has been very a, a big sort of revelation for them. He was kind of whatever his first season or two seasons, however long he's been in the league. But this year, I felt like he was such a good partner with Lamelo, and he actually did some pretty cool stuff for them. Um, I, don't, I feel like that was a pretty big pickup. But obviously, yeah, Graham was a bit of a disappointment. Um, but yeah, none of those guys got moved, still around. It's interesting seeing that three-guard lineup still there, but I guess we've seen it in other places at this point around the league now, so it's not too surprising. Yeah. Um, and my prediction was Gordon Hayward, Gordon Hayward will average the most points per game of his career, greater than or equal to 21.9. He averaged uh, 19.6, so not quite there. Uh, but still, a decent season. Were you, were you right at the halfway mark? I feel like he was averaging like 23 at the halfway mark, wasn't he? I think he was averaging 23 at the quarterway mark. <laughs> Quarter? Okay. Bit early. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, He no, still hasn't returned either. No, no. He's been out quite a he's while. He's only played 44 games. Yeah. He's been out since April 3rd. Mm, that's a long time. <laughs> I was right. Actually, I was right like 25 games into the season. Then he dropped off a little bit. Okay. Alright, now, next team here is the Wizards. Kind of like how tanking can be fun. Being mediocre can be fun. I love the Wizards. The Wizards might actually be my second favorite team in the league right now. Oh, what? (laughs) You like watching watching that? (laughs) Interesting. Even without Beal? Even Who's missed the last Beal, I really five games enjoy so. watching this team. I, trust me, I prefer watching this team with Beal, but I really yeah. like it without Bradley Beal. I, I just love the way Russell Westbrook plays. I like the way a lot of the guys feed off him. I like, you know, I mean, obviously, Rui Hachimura had his injury and all that sort of stuff, but, like, you know, I like Daniel Gaffin. I like some of the other little kind of pieces on this team, but I just love the fact that it just fits Russell Westbrook really well. And Bradley Beal fits Russell Westbrook really well. <laughs> Yeah, um, it's been interesting. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what Russ's usage percentage is. It must be ridiculous. Um, but yeah, he's obviously putting up stupid stats. Uh, recently took all-time, you know, all-time triple-doubles leader. Um, yeah, it's been it's been pretty fun. I guess you're right. I don't know. I'm not sure if I love the basketball, but it's been fun to see the stats come out of it and the wins recently. Um like, they've been pretty decent the last, like, month, I feel like, um, in terms of catching up to the plane. Like, they weren't in the plane for a while there, and uh, they've they've caught up to the to the plane pack. So, um, I don't know, one of the more interesting teams in the plane, I feel like, out of both conferences. Yeah, I mean, I think they're a scary matchup, like, in that plane. Mm. I mean, obviously, again, that's not said. The Pacers, Hornets, and um, Wizards are all tied uh, going to the final day of the season, so we don't really know where they'll end up, but to me, I would put money on the Wizards ending up in one of those two spots, for sure. Um, but to answer your question there, Russell Westbrook's usage, at least for the season, third lowest of his career, actually. Really? Yeah, 30.3, which is still very high, don't get me wrong, but like... Good say. <laughs> third lowest of his career there. Um, aside that's from actually, literally his crazy. rookie season and his second season. Wow, that's kind of crazy. <laughs> I was not expecting that. But that's um, for the full season. That is for the full season. Um, I'm sure it will right. be a bit higher recently. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. What did you have for your prediction? Uh, Beal at Westbrook, so would average 30. Like, their points per game would average 30. Uh, so, Beal averaged, like, 31. Russell Westbrook averaged, like, 20-ish. So, their points per game is, like, 25 and a half, 26. So, not there. Right. Uh, but okay. Yeah, I was expecting Beal to be putting up, like, 33 and Westbrook, like, 27. But, no, didn't quite get that. Right, um, okay. Now, next team here is the Bulls. Next year, baby, let's go. <laughs> Next year, primed and ready to go for next year. <laughs> well, like actually, yes, pretty. I, I think they're going to be a good team next year. It just they need. I, a little I do bit too. More actually, time. they just need a thought, bit more yeah. time this season. Bit more time, bit less injuries. Um, they could have made a. You know, they could have been into the play-in. Um, yeah, I think could be. I don't know. Depending what sort of off-season moves they make, and they've got some flexibility to do some stuff. Um, yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting to see. Yeah, for sure. Um, and now in terms of my prediction, uh, Zach Levine will either average more than two dunks per game or less than one. He had fifty three dunks in fifty eight games, so that is less than one. Uh, so yeah, I got that one right. Yeah, and I had um, Wendell Carter will start to look like Al Horford, and that did not happen for either the Bulls or the Magic. I don't think so. No, I didn't get that one. Right. Um. Right, sorry, just on my stat there. Uh, I I predicted that Zach Levine would play a lot more within the offense, which is why his dunks would either go down or he would say, screw it, I'm just going to do cool things. And his dunks would go up. I think that's what he said at the start of the season. And one of those two things was right, so I'm pretty happy with that. Yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, next one here is the Knicks. So obviously I'll, I will let you take this one. Yeah, uh, yeah, I spoke lies when I said the... Sixers were my second favorite East team. It's the Knicks and uh, New York stand up because the Knicks are back. The Knicks are good and it is oh so good to see. Um, yeah, one of the biggest surprises of the season. Uh, Julius Randle been awesome. RJ Barrett taking another step. Derek Rose, Manu Quickly, uh, Reggie Bullock, <laughs> Alec Burks just scoring from all different ways. Awesome defense. Thibodeau. Uh, it's been it's been an awesome ride, and the whole NBA world loves to see it. Oh, for sure. Like, there is no one... Uh, I mean, okay, there are people out there who don't like seeing the Knicks being good. We aren't, we aren't those people. I love seeing the Knicks good. I mean, I've never seen the Knicks good in terms of being a yeah. NBA fan, so I'm pretty excited. <laughs> yeah, this, this is absolutely awesome. Even though neither of us got our uh, predictions right. <laughs> no. Uh, so, what was your prediction? Uh, I thought we'd see Barrett's playmaking show a little bit more. Uh, that didn't even happen, but I don't care because my boy is balling and I could be happier. <laughs> I thought Barrett would shoot about 46% from the field. He shot 44. Um, so not there, but still, RJ Barrett played def- definitely better this season than he was last season. For sure. 40% from three, too. Huge jump up from last year. Oh, I didn't see that, actually. Hmm. All right. Uh, now, next team here is the Pistons. And I think their season is just kind of tanking, but accidentally. Like, I don't think they were trying to tank, but they've kind of weirdly walked into a really good tanking situation. You don't think they were trying to tank? <laughs> I don't. Like, co- going from the off season, I don't think they were trying to be a really bad team. I think they were trying to actually be semi-competitive going into the season. Then 
I I think they just kind of accidentally ended up walking into a really great real rebuilding situation. They have a really valuable asset in Jeremy Grant, who is so far definitely worth this contract. Um, obviously, very promising, exciting rookies, Killian Hayes, obviously our guy Sadiq Bay. I just think they're in a weirdly good position for which I don't think they expected to be or were planning to be in. Yeah, I mean, some other guys too. Isaiah Stewart has been, you know, sort of yeah. a good, decent big man for them. Might might be an all-NBA guy. Um, also, Hamadou Diallo, who they traded for the first trade of uh, the year, uh, at least around the deadline, uh, has also been balling out for them since he's been there. Um, so, yeah, they've got a lot of nice young pieces and, yeah, another pick coming their way. So, a pretty decent, um, yeah, tanking situation, as you just said. Um, and mine sort of dealt with mine sort of addressed that. I said Killian Hayes, my prediction that is, I said that Killian Hayes would be he would have his moments, but he'd be sort of rough and uh because they'd throw him in the deep end. Um those last two things have definitely happened. Yeah. <laughs> he yeah, was they, definitely rough and he yeah, was definitely yeah. thrown in the deep end to start the year. Um now you could debate whether or not he's had his moments. I think he has had moments. Um maybe not as many as I would have liked to have seen, but he's definitely had some moments. The thing is, he's kind of ended up being the Pistons' worst rookie. So, yeah, I mean, it's been rough, and they did throw him the deep end. I don't know if he's had like enough moments. I guess. Yeah, that's completely fair. Yeah. Uh, now my prediction was, uh, oh, again, this was kind of a joke one because of how many big men they signed going into the season. Uh, Jeremy Garrett will play ten minutes, ten percent of his minutes at shooting guard. He didn't play any shooting guard. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that was a bit of a meme, but also not out of the realm of possibility. No, but no. yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, now, next team here is the Hawks, who, <laughs> I mean, I, I wrote this one down because I thought this is what you think about them. They are fraudulent. This is perfect. They are fraudulent. This is perfect. <laughs> <laughs> this is exactly what I would have put. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they are. They should not be the fifth seed. No. Um, they just shouldn't be. Like, I, uh, we've said this before. I think they will get killed by anyone they match up with in the playoffs. I I honestly would pick the Knicks to sweep them if they match up that way. Oh, sweep is tough. <laughs> um, yeah, this Hawks team is locked into either fourth or fifth in the East. So they've got, an, they've got a decent first-round matchup. They're avoiding the big three of the East, which is nuts. Um, yeah, they aren't really this good, although... You know, obviously Trey's putting up numbers. Uh, Bogdanovich has been good for them in the last couple of months. John Collins is still really good. Um, yeah, good players. This team should not be so good. <laughs> no, definitely not. All right. Uh, my prediction here was wrong on this one. Uh, I predicted Trey Young would take a step up and average 11 assists per game. He averaged 9.4, which is 0.1 higher than last season, but definitely not 11. Um, yeah, not quite, but very good. <laughs> Hang on, what about you Oh, you already kind of said it. Uh, yeah, um, yeah, it's been Hunter, who's been good when he plays, and Bogdanovich has made the, he's made them feel bad, the, uh, the old Bucks, after that whole trade debacle. Okay, had to take a quick break there, but no, we're back now, and let's move on to our final team with the Cavs. So, uh, I guess the big kind of 
quest. Uh, sorry, I guess the big thing about their season was sex versus love. I mean, obviously, it was uh, the sexland backcourt of uh, Colin Sexton and Darius Garland, but Kevin Love is not happy, and he's probably not getting moved either anytime soon, just because no one's going to take his contract. No, that's not happening anytime soon. <laughs> I mean, unless your um, prediction <laughs> at this point. Yeah, I mean, uh, that was pretty much my prediction was that uh, they're going to have to float Sexton with love for a better deal. And I mean, that didn't happen. We did see reports of that, but that still might have to happen if they ever want love moved. So, <laughs> but I doubt they'll, you know, give up Sexton for that. Yeah, I mean, I also kind of went a sort of similar way with my prediction that we'd see a lot of trade rumors about Kevin Love come the deadline. And we just didn't really i mean maybe it was the fact that there was literally no interest for him um which doesn't surprise me all that much because he's making a lot of money and he's not scoring a lot of points or doing (laughs) a lot of anything really except kind of just getting angry and throwing balls at people i mean more or less yeah (laughs) Yeah. oh well he's old he can he can just do what he wants i guess (laughs) but yeah Yeah. i mean obviously sorry go ahead go ahead sir there you go. Um, just an exciting year for the Cavs in terms of their young backcourt really taking a big step up um, and getting some other pieces like Torrey Prince or Jared Allen. But yeah, Kevin Love not kind of helping them at, helping them out too much. Uh, no, uh, I mean, kind of surprised he still plays, to be honest, but yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Alright, um, I'm pretty sure that's all of our predictions here. So those were our two predictions there. Uh, You said that they would trade love with Sexton. I said that there would be rumors. Um, I did count up our total points. I think I'm sitting, it depends on the half points and stuff, but I'm sitting at about nine and a half. You're sitting at about 10 to 10 and a half. So collectively, I think we made some pretty good predictions. Like we got a decent number of predictions, right? Which I'm pretty happy about considering we did literally make these at the start of the season. Yeah, that's, that's, Pretty good for, you know, guessing an NBA season where a lot can go on. So I'm actually kind of happy with that. That's more than I thought I ended up with, to be honest. Yeah. Is there any particular prediction that you're really happy that you got right? Um, let me just double check. For me, it's probably the... um. I mean, it's probably one of the weirder ones. It's like either the Valadudas top three rebounds or Zach Levine with less than one dunk. Because... I don't think many people would have predicted either of those two things to happen, just because they both kind of came out of nowhere. I mean, I, I should mention with Zach Levine, he averaged, sorry, in 60 games, so pretty much the same number of games last season, he had 35 more dunks than he did this season. Um, so I doubt people really expected that number to drop off really significantly. Uh, but yeah, no, I was just like, he's going to play with it in the offense a bit more. So I'd say that's probably my favorite prediction I made. Yeah, my favorite one is actually the Nets finding a third star because when I originally made that pick, I thought it would be someone like Blake Griffin being traded for, well, not <laughs> not Blake Griffin getting bought out and signing as a role player and then them trading for James Harden. So a funny little quirk in that one. Yeah. All right. Uh, now, let's go through some of our predictions from the start of the season. So we'll go through our standings predictions as well as our award predictions from the start of the season now. So... Uh, from the start of the season, you and I predicted uh, the Bucks would be the first 
seed in the East, the Celtics would be the second seed. We were both wrong on that, and I think that's why we were really disappointed with the Celtics uh, being seventh in particular, because we both predicted them number two. Um, now, I had the Nets at number three, so I'm fairly happy with that. You had the Sixers at number three, which I'm sure you're relatively happy about. Yeah, they ended up uh, you know, even higher than this, but yeah, I was very excited for them. Yeah, I had the Heat at four, uh, and you had the Nets at four. Uh, I had the Raptors at five, you had the Heat at five, I had the Sixers at six, and you had the Raptors at six, so obviously six is a bit low for me, um, and then Raptors, very high for the both of us. Uh, yeah, I mean, I was a bit shocked with your Sixers pick, even at the time, uh, but yeah, both of us, you know, I think a lot of a lot of people had the Raptors in the playoffs still, so we weren't alone in that. Yeah. Uh, our Pacers Wizards next, I had Pacers 7, Wizards 8, you had Wizards 7, Pacers 8. I mean, we're not too far off with that stuff. Uh, in fact, there's a chance that they end up in 8-9. Uh, they're not going to hit 7th, neither of them are going to get 7th. But yeah, we were kind of right in the right range with those two teams. Yeah. Um, I then, sorry, uh, we both then had the Hawks. So we were pretty low with the Hawks there as well. Um, and we'll get to another team we were very low with a bit later, later on. But yeah, so a, a team we were a bit low <laughs> with there. Um, then we had the Hornets, Magic Bulls in various orders. I had Hornets, Magic Bulls. You had the Magic Bulls, Hornets. Yeah. I, again, these are just kind of like, they kind of make sense. Uh, yeah, these then, are all defensible. Yeah. Yeah. And then we both had the Knicks at 13, which right now looks really bad. <laughs> it does, but I don't know at if we're time? alone, but also. Yeah. Yeah. But also, I don't know. I was high on this Knicks team. I just I remember, didn't think they'd yeah. be very good. <laughs> <laughs> and then we both had the Cavs at 14 and the Pistons at 15. So we got the Pistons right at the very least. But yeah, uh, the Cavs, we're, we're close to them. In fact, they could technically drop to 14th based on tomorrow's games, weirdly, I think. Oh, so we could get both those right. Very nice. We could, yeah. All right, and then out west, we both had Nuggets at one. So they're probably going to be, they're either going to be three or four. Now, uh, with the Lakers at two, and they're either going to be six or seven. Um, with the Clippers at three, and they're either going to be three or four, so we're right there. Uh, with the Mavs at four, Blazers at five. So, maybe pushed up a seed, I guess, for each of those guys. Uh, then, I had the Warriors at six, you had the Jazz at six. I had the Jazz at seven, you had the Warriors at seven. High for the Warriors, really low for the Jazz, for both of us. Yep. <laughs> Opposite ends of the spectrum, though. Yeah, I mean, you're a bit closer to getting it right in that you had the Jazz at six and the Warriors at seven, but still, neither <laughs> one particularly a great pick. Uh, then we had the infamous Suns at eighth pick, uh, which I talked you into, <laughs> which, again, <laughs> very low. I'm glad, I'm glad I let you talk me into that, too. Yeah. Um, we both had Rockets at nine. Now, I made this pick assuming James Harden would be there. I'm not sure if you did, but yeah. I think... No, I think I did the same thing, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Pelicans at 10, not too far off there. I think they are 11th. Um, then we had the, I had the Grizzlies at 11. You had the Wolves at 11. I had the Wolves at 12. You had the Grizzlies at 12. Uh, we, it's weird that we, like, got the Wolves wrong. Like, surely they could have hit that, but they're still going to be sitting at around 13. Yeah, that just proves the disappointment of the season. <laughs> yeah. Then we both had the Kings at 13, so we, we undersold them a little bit, but not too much. 
Uh, we both have the Spurs at 14, which is kind of ridiculous looking at it now. Like, that's probably the pick mm-hmm. I'm like, whoa, how do we get that wrong? I know they're only in 10th, but still, this is a big jump from 10th to 14th. There's 12 games between the 10th and 14th seats now. Yeah, it's kind of, I don't know. I still, in my head, think that's defensible, but obviously it's not. <laughs> no. And then we both had the Thunder at 15, and they're finishing 14th, and only because the Rockets went on that big skid. So, yeah. again, a defensible pick. Um, and now our award predictions from the start of the season. And I think we have got, quite literally, collectively, one of these right, <laughs> probably. <laughs> Um, so I had Damian Lillard as my MVP, and you had Luka Doncic. No, neither of those are happening. Negative. Both uh, top we, five guys, so that's something. Probably, yeah. Uh, we both had AD as our DPOY. Very, very, very unlikely. Um, uh, not happening. <laughs> now, I had LaMelo as my Rookie of the Year, so there's still a good chance that that happens. I'd say it's kind of a coin flip right now as to whether or not that happens. Uh, you had Obi Toppin, who had a good season. Um, probably an all-rookie kind of guy. Mm. Mm. Maybe. Maybe not all-rookie. Uh, he had an okay season. It was worse than I thought it'd be, to be honest. But, um, I mean, the Knicks were better than I thought they'd be. So, the sort of, I just got the Knicks wrong all around. Uh, <laughs> but I'm yeah. glad. Uh, six men of the year, I think you're spot on here with Jordan Clarkson. Yeah, this might actually be my best prediction of the entire lot <laughs> yeah uh i i went for a feel good pick with mellow so no not happening though mellow did have a good would season love yeah. would love to see it 14 though. a game yeah. i think which is still mm. pretty good um most approved i had jamal murray and you had og Adobe. no neither of those are happening nope and then i guess coach of the year you have a shot with doc rivers i don't think i have a shot with steve nash but i think doc rivers still does have a shot i th- yeah i think rivers is like top three territory. So I'm all but pretty close to that one. Yeah. All right. And now we are making our updated awards predictions. So uh, let's go with MVP here. And we do have the same pick here, though maybe with slightly different energies surrounding them. (laughs) I have Nikola Jokic and you have... Nikola Jokic begrudgingly. Uh, And I say that not not to be a Nick Wright about the situation... I absolutely think Jokic is deserving. I just think Embiid would be more deserving had he played 40 more games. <laughs> 40, yeah. 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 Or 30 or however many. Games. Maybe. I don't know. I would. I honestly still think I would pick Jokic, but uh, that that might just be the bias in me uh, talking. But yeah. I guess we won't, we won't know this season. Maybe we'll find out next season um, if the same race kind of goes on. I hope so. I hope we see him be healthy for a whole year. Yeah. All right. Uh, Defensive Player of the Year. Again, we have the same picks here. We both think it would be Gobert, but I think we both would rather it be Ben Simmons. Yeah, Ben Simmons. Simmons is just more exciting of a defender. Okay, we've also got different energies to this one. I think you want Ben Simmons to win it more. I'd want Gobert to win it less. Um, (laughs) I've seen a few... Really bad defensive breakdowns from Rudy Gobert. Some moments I don't like. He does kind of get beat by a lot of guys. I He's going to win it, but I don't think he should. Interesting. Um, I Yeah, I think that is different energies because I like Simmons because I watched like watching him defend the perimeter is legitimately exciting. 
Like he's just a massive six eleven guy that just absolutely swarms anyone on the perimeter and makes life a living hell for them. Uh, it's yeah. awesome to watch, and he just runs around and pokes balls loose and shit. It's awesome. Yeah. All right, uh, and rookie of the year, I have uh, Anthony Edwards. So I'm I'm going back on my original pick, Lamelo Ball, and you have. I've got co-rookies, baby. Give it to Ant and Lamelo. I think they're both deserving. Okay, but like, that's based on if they get the same number of votes. That's not just like, oh, we'll just give it to both of them. They have to get the same number of votes. So you have, if you had to pick one, if I had to pick one, it'd be Ant. Um, yeah, but I I could see how well would they get equal votes. Not gonna lie, <laughs> it's possible. Don't get me wrong; it, it is definitely possible. Um. Now, for six men of the year, I've jumped on your bandwagon on this one, and uh, yeah, Jordan Clarkson. I'm almost certain he's going to win. I would probably put money on it. Yeah, I think I'd also probably put money on it, although it probably wouldn't be great odds. But um, no, yeah, yeah. Uh, and most improved again. I think this one's pretty well locked up by Julius Randle. Obviously, taking a leap from a solid kind of starting caliber player to a legit All Star, maybe All NBA caliber guy. Uh, hint hint uh, for our for our teams that we're going to go through in a second yeah big big leap and that's kind of what the uh most improved player award has been over the last few years it really is just like a decent guy jumping up to like excellent territory yeah this legitimately might be my favorite award this year if it goes to randall which it should yeah <laughs> and then for coach of the year you've stuck with your peak of doc rivers do you want to talk about that yeah I mean, the Sixers team, yeah, obviously Embiid's taken a step and Simmons is really good and, you know, uh, their roster got better. But I feel like Rivers is kind of the reason the Sixers are the first seed right now. Uh, we'll go, we'll see in the playoffs, you know, if they could stop a 3-1 meltdown that apparently Doc Rivers is used to doing. Um, uh, yeah, I think he's the biggest reason for the success. Although I did think about... Um, uh, Monty Williams. Monty is that his name? Yeah. That's his name. Yeah. Yeah, for the for the Suns. Um yeah. I did think about him, yeah. Yeah, I've gone with uh Quinn Snyder here. Kind of for the same reasons that you've gone with Doc Rivers. He basically just took what was exactly the same team last year and was a six seed and turned them into a one seed. So I guess it's gonna just take your pick west or east, if that's kind of yeah, your, pretty much. your mindset with it. I mean it would probably go to the coach that came into a situation and fixed it rather than a coach who's already been there. But I do think Snyder, just for especially that like big streak of like I think they the Jazz went nineteen and three at some point of the season or something like that, that deserves a lot of credit. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and I feel like in most cases for Coach of the Year it goes to whoever's the first or second seed uh, yeah. of each conference. So yeah. All right. Uh, and now let's get into our all NBA predictions here. So do we want to do this first team, second team, third team? Uh, or do we want to go like positionally or how do you want to do it? Uh, let's go by teams. I think that's a good way okay. to do it. Well, we actually do seem to have the f- same All-NBA first team here with Steph Curry, Luka Doncic, Giannis Antetokounmpo, Nikola Jokic, and Joel Embiid. And that's a bit of the shenanigans we were talking about earlier uh, in terms of positional. Uh, both Jokic and Embiid qualify as forwards despite the fact that neither of them play forward. <laughs> um, I think Jokic... Jokic, the reason I put Jokic at forward is because I think he did play, he played like five minutes with JaVale McGee, uh, like yesterday. And I think he was technically playing power forward then. Yeah, and didn't you 
research that Embiid's literally never played anything other oh, than center in his life. Minutes in his career, hundred percent of his minutes have been at center. <laughs> but somehow he's eligible for Ford. Um, Look, it's just to get. I the mean, it would the first team. <laughs> it would be a travesty if one of them ended up on the second team. Um, the thing is, so, you better hope that yeah. the media people kind of coordinate which ones they're going for because. Uh, if a guy receives votes as a forward and also votes as a center, I don't think those votes like go together. I don't think they get added along Can't with each that. other. Does that mean there's a world where neither of them are on first team? <laughs> it, yeah, actually, there, there, there legitimately is. <laughs> wow! Imagine Gobert ends up on first team over both of those guys <laughs> because they both got their votes split between center and forward. Probably not because the person they're splitting their votes with would be the other one. So there's there's a world where one of them doesn't end up on first team, uh, for sure. Which would be heartbreaking, but yeah. Yeah, and we... I don't know, I feel like these are the five more likely that it would be Jokic, actually, because I think he's the one who would be splitting votes more than Embiid would, because Embiid is definitely a center, whereas you could potentially, like, say, hey, Jokic played a little bit of forward. Yeah. Um, yeah, he'd probably be the one hurt by the most, but like, these are definitely the top five guys for first team this year. It's kind of, I like, I feel like everywhere I look, this is the top five. Yeah, pretty much. All right. Yeah. Uh, now our all NBA second teams are pretty similar here. So we've got four of the same pick. So I have Damian Lillard. Uh, so we both have Damian Lillard, Chris Paul, Kawhi Leonard, and Rudy Gobert. Uh, in my final forward spot, I have LeBron James and you have... I'm Julius Randle, baby. Give it to him. Very interesting. He's owed to it. I yeah, mean... So, so, do we want to go through our picks that, you know, we've agreed on first before we start debating? Yeah, for sure. Let's do that. All right. Uh, Demi Lillard. I mean, I I think he is almost a coin flip with Luca in that, like, he's just as good or almost as good. His numbers are just a little bit worse. And I I almost did put uh, Dame on my first team, but it's just the fact that um, all NBA is slightly more stats based than like MVP, I think. Um, where yeah, Luca gets to shine a little bit more uh, as an All NBA guy because he just has really good rebounding and assist numbers, whereas Dave's rebounds are a little bit lower. Yeah, um, no, I did the exact same thing. I almost went Lillard. Like I sort of flip flop between Lillard and um, Luca. Um, in the end, it was sort of yeah, Luca's all round game. Um, but also the Mavs will likely end up with the higher seed. You know, it's only going to be by one or two, but um, yeah, I sort of put that, put them over the edge. Although you could easily talk me into Dame over Luca. Yeah. Uh, we both went with Chris Paul because he obviously made a bit of an MVP search towards the end of the season. And he really, he's a big part of the reason why the Suns are now a one or, a one or two seed as opposed to a lottery or low playoff team. Uh, yeah, for sure. Super impactful. Um, the engine for that team and probably will be, you know, going into the playoffs. So, yeah. Kawhi Leonard, just kind of big, big numbers, uh, generally big numbers. Just he's playing like Kawhi Leonard and Kawhi Leonard in any normal years at all, NBA player. And he is obviously this year as well. Yeah. Um, you sort of turned me on to Kawhi <laughs> with this MVP thing, MVP uh, study, study we yeah. did. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Kawhi and LeBron, I sort of flip-flop between Kawhi ended up playing more games, um, which sort of sealed it for me. Yeah. And then we both agreed with Rudy Gobert. 
because he is the third best center of the league. And obviously, since yeah. Jokic and Embiid are both on the first team, he gets that honor on the second team. Simple as that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but where we differed, right, was you had Julius Randle, I had LeBron James. So the reason I ended up going with LeBron, literally for name pedigree. Like, I, I think mm-hmm. Julius Randle might actually deserve it more than LeBron, but he's going to earn that, like, really, really hard. He's going to earn a second team over a guy like LeBron. Um, it it really is just a pedigree thing to, to me. Yeah, um, I agree. Um, but I went Randall because yeah. I love him. And I, I genuinely think there's a case there. Uh, he's played, like, I don't know, if, has he missed a game? Um, I think he missed a couple, maybe. Let me just double check. He has played 70 games this season, so he's missed one game. One game. Uh, <laughs> he's putting up 24... 10 rebounds, 6 assists um, on ridiculous efficiency. Uh, yeah, I mean, he's awesome. Uh, and he's been, he's the the like the driving force of this Knicks team. That's been such a feel-good story, but also a very quality team. Um, I don't know, I just feel like he deserves it, yeah. Mainly, mainly because LeBron's games played. It's a big thing. Yeah. No, I mean, I was definitely considering uh, pushing LeBron down to third. Honestly, I was considering not putting LeBron on at all because of games played, but I think he did play mm. enough games to definitely earn himself a spot. And I was thinking, if you earned enough games, if you played enough games to earn a third team spot, he played enough games to earn a second team spot. I, yeah, I can respect that for sure. Yeah. And our third teams, we do tend to disagree a little bit here as well. Um, so we've both got Kyrie Irving. Uh, we both have Jimmy Butler. And that's actually it. And you, you obviously have LeBron, and I have Julius Randle. Though I've kind of done a cheeky little putting Julius Randle at center because I also wanted to put Zion Williams in, in as a forward, and obviously James Harden in as my other guard. So, uh, can you take me through your team really quick? Yeah, so I've got uh, Kyrie and Butler, as you said, but I've also got LeBron on my third team, um, and I've got Bam as my center. Um, and on my other guard, I'm I'm still tossing up between Booker and Mitchell. If I had to pick one, I guess I'd go Booker. Um, I don't know. I think he's played more games. I think he's been a little bit maybe more impactful. Although, I don't know, Mitchell does a lot for the Jazz as well. Um, but yeah, Zion's interesting. I thought about Zion for a while. Um, obviously, if it had to be anyone coming off, it'd have to be Butler. Um, but I don't know. Butler's... Uh, advanced stats darling this season um and he he makes the heat uh one of the scarier eastern teams and you know the pelicans aren't one of the scarier teams out west so well for me in order to get zion on i actually had to take bam off i had bam there i was like Mm -hmm. well no i want zion here instead of bam because i mean look i don't want to have two heat players on the on the all teams um and yeah, Zion has literally averaged 27 points a game. Like, how do you leave him off? I guess is my thing. But I'm more confused by how the hell you've left James Harden off. <laughs> Games played for me. That's pretty much what it was. Um, I, I don't know. He's just missed a lot of time. I agree. Like, I also had a hard time keeping him off. He's only played 36 games with the Nets. Played eight right. with the Rockets. He's up to 44 for the season which I, is like kind of the same as LeBron. I don't know. I just felt like Kyrie's been awesome. 
and Booker has also been awesome to the point where it like the game's missed from Harden just keeps him off. Although like I don't disagree with you at all putting Harden there. Like he's a- absolutely one of the six best guards in the league. Um I, I just think missing a lot of games this season hurts. Yeah. Weirdly, I honestly didn't consider Booker or Mitchell because my next pick would have actually been Bradley Beal. And my next pick after that yeah. might have been Russell Westbrook. <laughs> yeah, well, I did, I kind of didn't even think about those guys. Um, I thought about Beal for sure because is he if he's not the leading scorer, he's the second leading scorer second, and was the yeah. leading scorer yeah, for a long time uh, this season. Um, yeah, and like, as you said, Zion's averaging 27, while Beal's averaging 31, and we both yeah. kept him off. So, um, yeah, there's a lot of t- it feels like there's a lot of guards this year that are really deserving. Um, but yeah, if it wasn't Booker, I guess it would be Mitchell, although Mitchell's also lost a lot of games, so it could have been Harden for me. Yeah, I mean, for me, there's like legitimately 12, 13, 14 guards, maybe. What, like, I found forwards actually difficult because it was like who really 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 stood out over the other guys like that last pick that last um spot with Jimmy Butler for me was actually a little bit tough like I wasn't really considering other guys all that much but it was also just like has Jimmy really really earned an all-ABA spot I ultimately decided that he had but yeah there was a couple other guys like where where do you go from Jimmy like who's next Uh, for me it was Zion um, was there Paul George was also another guy I had to think about mm. uh, um, else, the top of my know. head yeah it's kind of I guess KD at that point but he's also missed a lot of games I think he's on the uh, something like he was completely off for me because of games played yeah for sure um, but yeah after that I guess Tatum comes into that but like mm. you know Tatum's had a good season stats wise but yeah the Boston being at seven is is kind of almost unforgivable in a way. Yeah, that's, um, that's the main reason I left him off. Like, had they been better, I might have had him over Jimmy, but no, it was the Heat uh, in the playoffs, the subjects are at the play-in, and that was kind of my deciding factor there. Yeah. Um, did you have any... Did you Be honest. Did you have any MPJ sort of emotions? Why did, did that why cross are your you bring this up? Of course I did. Of course <laughs> you, you did. Read my mind. I mean, like for <laughs> a sec for a second there, I was like, maybe, maybe. I mean, he, he's that he's in that next tier down from like Paul George, I think. So not gonna make it, but you know, if you're asking me would I have like MPJ or like Chris Middleton, if we're getting to that territory, probably give me MPJ. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> um, yeah, another interesting thing actually is uh, your Randall at center. I never really considered that. I guess that could have been on the cards 15% for fifteen percent of his minutes at center. So I don't know if he officially mm. qualifies, but I'm going to say he qualifies. Yeah, because I like I didn't put Bam on here. Lightly is that the I don't know if that's actually the right term. I, I don't I necessarily, th- yeah, I don't necessarily think he's deserving of all NBA. I do think he's the fourth best center of the league. I don't necessarily know if he's M- all NBA this season. 
That's um, what got me. That's why I had Randall. That's why I was like, okay, yeah. I could slot Randall at center, and then I could put, like, Zion in, or I could put Tatum in, but Zion. But going off what I had, I'd have to put Randall at center on my second team, but I also think Gobert was definitely good enough to be second team this year. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I ended up with Bear at center. Uh, I'm not, you know, I wouldn't turn my nose up at it if that happened in real life. I think that'd <laughs> yeah. be pretty awesome. Um, but yeah, I, 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 he definitely wasn't sort of like a guy that I had to put in there at my third team. No, yeah, yeah. Like, that. that's kind of my mindset with Bam as well. I was like, I don't dislike picking him there. I just don't know if he's mm-hmm. quite there. Right. No, I, I have that same sort of uh, thought. Yeah. Um, now, was there any weird kind of guy that you considered? Obviously, I had my MPJ thoughts, which I'm still surprised you read my mind on that. <laughs> um, but... <laughs> Not at all, because I also kind of had those thoughts for a second when I was trying okay. to think up guys. Because um, I kind of love him. Um, <laughs> uh, no. I mean, it's interesting that we both had Kyrie in here. Um, without really knowing his stats, I sort of put him in here. Um, but I looking mean, at them now, like he's obviously, yeah, I didn't at all. I'll, I'll be honest. I didn't know anything about them. Um, but I don't know. It just sort of felt like, like he's played 53 games, which isn't all of them, but it's like a fair chunk, especially compared to some other guys on this list. Um, and like, you know, he's had big games and hit big shots, but for the most part, I don't know. I feel like he's had more or less a quiet season on the court. Like, there's definitely oh, been a sure, bunch of yeah. off the court stuff. But on the court, I can't remember a whole lot of Kyrie moments um, or games or stuff like that. But he's obviously definitely had them. He's putting up 27 games, six assists, um, very efficient. So, yeah, definitely, definitely, a, oh, I would say a lock, but definitely deep in consideration. But it's interesting that we both had him on. Yeah, I mean, for me, I I had Harden in over Kyrie. I was like, okay, which of these two guys is more valuable? I do think it's Harden uh, for the for the Nets, but you know, I I I was legitimately tossing up Kyrie Irving, Bradley Beal. I ultimately thought, look, it just makes more sense to have Kyrie here. Like, there's no way I can leave him off based on what he's done this season. Like, I know you said you didn't know all that much of what he did, but I have been playing. I have been paying some attention, and I just knew his numbers. I knew how good the Nets have been, and ultimately, I decided that. I don't know. I think Bradley Beal and Russell Westbrook take away from each other uh, in terms of like who I really want on this team. Whereas I feel like I could definitely reasonably say Harden and Kyrie can both be on here. Yeah, for sure. That that definitely makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I think that's it for all, our All NBA p- predictions. So let's get to our final thing here with my top ten favorite stats of the season. So obviously, throughout the season, I've been bringing three plus stats every single week. I've compiled my top 10 favorites of the year. Some I've updated a little bit to kind of encompass the rest of the season. But let's just jump into it with number 10 here. Uh, Bradley Beal had 60 points in a loss this season, and that is tied for the sixth most points in a loss since 1970 behind David Thompson, Devin Booker, Michael Jordan, George Gervin, and Michael Jordan again. The reason this is here is because Bradley Beal had a lot of points in a lot of losses <laughs> over the last two years especially um yeah i mean six most wow what so was mj's 63 was that the most 
No, sorry. Uh, David Thompson's was 73. Um, and then it was oh Bucket 70. Um, Michael Jordan, I think at 69. George Gervin, it was in the mid-60s. So then MJ was, I think, maybe at 63. Wow, seventy three—that's crazy. I think it was. Mm, yeah, <laughs> that's nuts. I kind of. Oh yeah, true. I forgot about book seventy. Um, yeah. yeah, or that it came at a loss anyway. Yeah, um, yeah. It's it's a, a tough look for Beal. I'm sure he's a bit over it at this point, but hey, he gets buckets. Yeah. Number nine, Rudy Gobert had one of the purest big men's big man games <laughs> I'd ever seen this season, uh, with sixteen points, sixteen rebounds, three blocks, zero assists. And a free throw percentage below 25. Uh, second time in his career, Gobert has done this. And there are only five other players in NBA history to have done so. Uh, Andre Drummond, who's done it four times. Samuel Dallabert in 2005. Donnell Marshall in 2004. Dale Ellis in 1997. And Herb Williams in 1986. So, yeah, just a big, pure big man game. There's a lot of big man stats in this list. I quite like the big man stats this season. <laughs> They're kind of funny to look at. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I mean... Andre Drummond being here four times is hilarious. <laughs> um, yeah, that's definitely a pure big man game, for sure. Yeah. Uh, number eight, Andrew Wiggins was decent for the Warriors this season, but his fifth best game for the Warriors has is still the game that he played while he was on the Timberwolves in his rookie season, and he was a minus 24 versus the Warriors. So he's only had... Four plus minuses above 24. Above a plus 24 for the Warriors. <laughs> so that minus 24 is still his fifth best game for the Warriors in his career. <laughs> I don't remember this, but that's hilarious. Like, I don't remember this <laughs> coming up during the that. season. No, I don't. But I fucking love that it's here, because that's amazing. <laughs> um, and you went back and checked that, like, was this early on? Yeah, this was relatively early. And yeah, I went back and checked. <laughs> Oh my goodness, that's incredible. I love that. That typifies Andrew Wiggins. That's amazing. Alright, uh, number seven. In about 1,100 career games, including playoffs, Chris Paul has only ha- ever had one game with less than two assists, and that was this season. Did he finish with two? Or, wait, less than two? One. He finished one, one assist. assist. His only game in al- around 1,100 career games uh, with one assist. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah. Number six. In games where Jamal Murray scores less than 20 points, the Nuggets are 12-3 and 11-11 when he scored 20 or more. After suggesting the stat, you suggested the Nuggets should trade Jamal Murray. For the rest of the season, they ended up being 17-13 when he uh, scored 20 or more. So they went 6-2 and two in the next month, and then he got injured. Mm. I mean... Wait, wait, he went 6-2. and two. They were six and two when he scored twenty or more. In from when I said this stat, right? Okay, okay. So he, he heard me then. I'm I'm glad I said it then. <laughs> um, yeah, obviously I, I wish he didn't get injured, but um, yeah, at least he made use of his points a bit better. Yeah. Uh, number five, Mason Plumlee is the oldest player since Patrick Ewing to record his first career triple double about three weeks before he turned thirty-one. That actually wasn't a stat that I brought. It was a stat I considered bringing, but I decided to bring it with a different Mason Plumlee stat because he's only the third player in NBA history with 17 points, 20 rebounds, and five assists in less than 30 minutes in a game, joining Dennis Rodman and, and Antonio McDice. I love that first stat. What the hell? Yeah. <laughs> Wait, how old is Mason Plumlee? 
He's 31. Are you joking? How old did you think you were? <laughs> like 27. Whoa, no way. <laughs> what the hell? That's ridiculous. Was he a four-year college guy? I think he was, actually. Okay, that makes more sense, I guess. That's kind of nuts. I did not realize that. Yeah. <laughs> um, wait, hang on. Let me check something. How old was Kelly? O- How old's Kelly Olytic? That that was what I was saying. So Kelly Olytic almost had a triple double the other day, and I told Dylan that he, if he got a triple double, it might have ruined one of my stats. He is younger than Mason oh. Dudley, so it wouldn't have ruined one of my. It wouldn't have ruined that stat. But had Kelly Olytic been older than Mason Dudley, and had got had he got a triple double the other day where he was like just one rebound short, uh, it yeah. would have ruined the stat. Wow, how is Kelly Olenek younger than Mason Plumley? That's unbelievable. That's the real stat. Um, but no, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. All right, uh, number four. Draymond Green against the Nuggets had two points, 12 rebounds, and 19 assists. And if I had a dollar for every time a player was put up that stat line, I would have $2. It's not a lot of money. It's weird that it happened twice, though. <laughs> Roger Roger, and the two other points, 12 Roger. rebounds, 19 assists. What? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I mean... Talk about a Draymond game. Also, I mean, talk about a Rondo game. Like, that's just perfect for both those guys. Like, if I just sit here and think about the two guys that could have that stat line, it's those two guys. It's literally just those two, yeah. Yeah. All right, uh, number three. Jonas Valadunas had a 29-point, 20-rebound, 3-assist, 4-block performance in a win over the Wizards this season. This has been done 60 times in NBA history, and Jonas Valadunas is the only non-All-Star to ever do this um and we got this stat also taught me about a very interesting nba player called joe barry carroll nicknamed joe barely cares because apparently he just <laughs> did not give a crap about anything on the court <laughs> but somehow still an all-star <laughs> yes <laughs> and somehow also put up 29 23 and 4 <laughs> yes <laughs> not bad for a guy who barely cares yeah not bad uh number two Nikhil Alexander-Walker had a fantastic 37-point game against the Clippers. Unfortunately, at the time that I brought the stat, his teams were 0-3 when he scored more than 20 in a game, and 4-9 and when he scores 10 or more. This season, they are 2-3 and when, they score, when he scores 20, 1-10 and when he scores between 10 and 14, but 6-1 and when he scores between 14 and 20. Meaning, if, they aver- if he averaged like 16 points a game, they would be one of the best teams in the league. That's crazy. <laughs> so when he scores 20 or more, or less than, or between 10 and 14, they are 3 and 13. When he scores between 14 and 20, 6 and 1. <laughs> I mean, now they know what they need from him. Like, talk about a guy needing to be a role player. <laughs> like, he has to cap himself. <laughs> He's like, yeah. all right, I'm, I'm done. I need to sit for the rest of the game. We'll just not shoot anymore. That's kind of yeah. hilarious. <laughs> uh, honorable mention here, I brought it just because I know Dylan hated this stat. Uh, Sabonis was the first player to have a triple-double within a week of winning the skills challenge. <laughs> Boo. Boo you. Yeah. <laughs> I still like that stat. Like, genuinely, I, I like the fact that I was able to find that. I mean, yeah, I can appreciate the fact that you were somehow able to find that. Someone was keeping track of that somewhere. Oh, no, I kept track of it. I just looked. I, I looked oh, at every throughout. school challenge winner, and then I looked at their game logs a week after they won this. Within the week, they won the school challenge. I looked oh, at every no, single I, one individually. 
No, okay, I hate it again. <laughs> <laughs> and number one, Davis Bertans had 35 points while shooting 9 for 11 from three while coming off the bench in, a, in the Wizards' win over the Nuggets. The only other player to accomplish this while taking no more than 11 threes was Roddy Bubois, except Gallo actually did this exact same thing the next week. Uh, but Anthony Edwards put up 40 points on eight made threes at 83-point percentage, and the only other rookie to do it is Roddy Bubois, and as I learned when I was doing this, that's the same game. <laughs> Whoa, that's kind of Roddy cool. Bubois stats are from the same game. <laughs> That's awesome. That yeah. okay that deserves to be number one. That's amazing <laughs> for sure. Yeah, I love that. Charlotte Roddy Bubois. That's a two-time, now three-time stat stuffers mention nominee for or the same whatever game every time. <laughs> oh, we need to find more stats about that game <laughs> and just keep referencing it. Maybe we will. Maybe we will because that is a legendary performance by by Roddy Bubois. Legendary. <laughs> All right, and those are my top ten favorite stats of the season, and that is our recap of the season. Uh, pretty oh, long this one. Uh, yep. So enjoy we that. Every I'm single team. <laughs> uh, we went through all our predictions, predictions for the start of the season. We went through a lot today, and we will be back in a few days uh, after the play-in tournament to preview the playoffs. So look forward to that episode. Um, Dylan, is there anything else you would like to say? No, I don't think so. <laughs> if you ever enjoyed this episode, please leave us a like on YouTube. Check us out on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Leave us a five-star rating or review. You can follow us on Instagram at stat underscore stuffers. You can follow us on Twitter and Facebook at stat stuffers. You can email us at statstuffers5 at gmail.com. Other than that, thank you for listening and look forward to more episodes coming soon. Peace. Peace.